This WebmasterRadio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the undisputed champions of the affiliate marketing industry. AFCON 2010 is proudly sponsored by these pound-for-pound affiliate marketing players. ClickBank. PerfectAddress.com, Atrinsic Interactive, and Saveology. Join the thousands in the affiliate marketing community that will make their mark to be the new affiliate marketing champion. Can you afford not to miss it? AFCON 2010, June 21st through 23rd in Denver. Register today at AFFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Affiliate Marketing Insider explores the fast-changing world of affiliate marketing from the perspective of one of its most recognized experts. Stay ahead with this ongoing discussion of important industry issues and emerging trends through experiences with the whales of the industry, from CEOs to super affiliates to high-impact players. It's time to get inside with the Affiliate Marketing Insider, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to Affiliate Marketing Insider here on webmasterradio.fm. I'm your host, Wade Sisson. I'm the Director of Marketing for Shaft Partner Centric. I have joining me today Meg Walker, who is the Director of Online Marketing for PR Web at Vocus. She leads the efforts at Vocus for PR Web in search advertising, search engine optimization, content marketing, and display advertising. And she also dabbles in social media marketing and blogging at ebuzzmaster.com. Welcome to the show, Meg. Thank you so much, Wade. Thank you. It's great to have you here, and I tell you, the reason we are asking you on the show today is because you are one of the featured speakers at AFCON 2010 in Denver next week, and we've been promoting the show for the past few weeks and promoing some of the things that we're going to hear at the show, and because you're one of the featured speakers, we wanted to give you a chance to give us a sneak peek of what you're going to be talking about. Wade, thanks for the opportunity. I am really super excited for getting the opportunity to meet folks at AFCON next week. To be honest, I am not as familiar with the world of affiliates as I'm hoping to be by the end of AFCON. But uh, uh, what I do know about and am really excited to share with folks is how to use news to power online visibility. And it's a great opportunity that I think is really untapped by a lot of affiliate marketers out there. They really could get some great visibility online using news releases. Absolutely. yeah, so my uh, the title of my presentation is Five Truths and Five Secrets of Using Online News Releases and really kind of giving people an overall view of how the world 
looks at news, but also how Google uses news as part of the um, search results so that they really can leverage a, a well-written news release to get pretty quick visibility for their businesses. Great. Well, why don't we dive right in? And because most affiliates don't leverage this, I want to start by talking about what is the value of a news release and how do you determine what is news when you're going to write one? Absolutely. Probably the definition of news has really changed a lot. It used to be that news was a hard hitting, you know, something that you're going to pick up the newspaper and read. With the internet, that's changed so much because people can access information that's interesting to them directly, as opposed to going through some sort of media intermediary. So right. you're not having to read something that somebody else thinks is important. You're able to access that information directly. So um, news today really is any result that you're seeing in Google that that is information that's going to be valuable to a reader. To differentiate news from, say, standardized content or standard content, think of it as something that is topical. It is one specific topic that is happening at a point of time. So, for instance, you have a new offering that you're, uh, that you're promoting, you don't want to be promotional in your news release, but what you do want to do is talk about the fact that you have this new offer and the value that it brings to your customer base. Sure. So the fact that it's new is valuable. You have a new partnership. You have a new website. You have uh, a new um, a new agreement or some sort of new content that people can access tips are also a great way to get out there. If you have tips that are specific for your buying audience, write them up, write up content, and then market that content using a news release. So for example, if I'm a pet store affiliate, I could do 10 tips for keeping your dog healthy with the right diet. Absolutely. That's a great example. That's a great example. And if you have that content on your website, first off, you have the value of the content itself, which is going to help you get visibility. Then you have the news release. And with a well-written news release and most service, not most services, there are a couple of services that will allow you to embed links in the news release back to your website. So you can say how to keep your dog healthy is is your target keyword phrase that you want that page to be found for you can actually embed that in your news release so it helps it helps you get visibility for the news release itself but also for your website over time but tips are a great example and that's a really good example of of how you can can use a news release great and you said that it's also important to show the value and you really could do that if you have a new site you can talk about the features that it has that would benefit the certain audience that you're going for or a new agreement just as long as you are showing that value that's a great tip exactly show the value and explain it in non-promotional terms and I know as a market marketer myself that it's it is a challenge to think in a non-promotional and more informational way but we do have uh, we do have some editors uh, on staff here and there there are resources out there that can help you understand what's 
promotional language and what's non-promotional. I always look at it and see see how many adjectives I had have in it. Biggest, <laughs> best, you know. The more adjectives, the more likely you are to sort of be tripping over into that promotional content. You mean I didn't just launch the best site in the history of the world? <laughs> well, you may have, and in fact, you may have. I didn't realize you launched Google, but if you did, uh, congratulations, and <laughs> yes, but, but you can sneak in some promotional content, and the great way to do that is within a quote. So if you, for instance, you have this, this let's use the, the concept of your tips page for your dogs sure. and your, and your pet, pet store affiliate. Um, what you can do is actually quote one of the readers or find somebody that's a, a real person because you don't want to just fudge that. Find somebody who's a real person and see if you can get a quote on that. So it could be that um, you're quoting, quote, quote, unquote, the CEO of your affiliate company might be yourself, but you can say, you can say um, we're really excited about this new information that will help pet owners, and you can get promotional. Make sure it's just in quotations. Right, and one of the things that I think is important to point out because affiliate marketers don't necessarily consider themselves writers. You know, at Shelf Partner Centric, we do press releases all the time, and we we help the merchants to do them. But affiliates, they don't consider themselves writers, and so that's something they've been hesitant to enter into. So what advice do you have to someone who says, well, you know what, I'm not a writer. I don't know how to do this. Is there a place where they can go to see samples, and what are some things you would say to them when they go to sit down to write a press release? Sure. Actually, one of the one of the best ways to learn how to write press releases is by reading press releases. Right. And, I mean, that sounds, that, that sounds like sort of logical but a lot of a lot of how I have learned about press releases has been reading the really good ones that we have on our site so go to a press release site of course I'm going to say go to prweb.com uh, use the search functionality find some press releases that um, sort of talk about similar things <laughs> and see what they have in common um, each press release has several major areas. The first major area is the title, the second is the overview, and then the third is the body, and then the last is sort of the boilerplate. The boilerplate really is uh, about your company, and a lot of people leverage the boilerplate to have a standardized message about their company right. over time. But those are the segments that you want and within that body segment make sure you're getting a quote in there so you can get your your marketing hype added in but those sure. are the main yes and because and, we are marketers we're always thinking of optimization so to optimize a press release just as you would any page on your site Absolutely, absolutely. You want to make sure that you're targeting a specific keyword. Uh, use that keyword in your title. Make sure that you're writing it in a way that is accessible to readers because, of course, your first and foremost, your audience is people that are reading the release. But what I've found from an SEO standpoint is look at trying to fit your phrase early into your title make sure you have it there, make sure you have it in your summary, and also make sure that you have it in a couple of times within the body of the release itself. Sure. And what are your thoughts other, as far as the, 
Oh, I'm sorry, Meg. About the overview versus, I know a lot of people just paste their first paragraph into that overview. What is your advice regarding that? Uh, my advice regarding that is you're actually losing a really good opportunity for some some hard-hitting content. That overview really sets the tone for the remainder of the release, and you can really focus in on what you're trying to get across in a very concise way. That first paragraph really is leading them into that full content, but that overview also in a lot of distribution models, that overview is what appears within um, the description on Google. So you have the link, which is the title, and then the description of the release. That's that overview. The other thing is, yeah, the other thing is that it, uh, with a lot of the feeds that we use, that, um, that, that overview also becomes the piece of content that people are able to access. So make sure that you really hit, hit your high points early, keep it concise, but make sure that it is different from your, your first paragraph, just so that you have some additional content and additional spin that you can add to the content. Sure. And what are your thoughts as far as using other types of media, for example, images, to extend the reach of a press release? Absolutely. Images are phenomenally important. We had one client, um, Malibu Boats, who we've worked with extensively. They're, they're a more traditional marketing company. But one of the really cool things that they sell is a boat that looks very much like a Corvette. If you can imagine that, it's a little speedboat, bright red, like a bright red Corvette. Well, visually, that is just so compelling. They used uh, images in their news releases, and the first thing that that they were able to garner out of three news releases, they got over 50 blog pickups because it was such a cool picture. But the other real advantage, not just getting that that wide reach, because of course you're not just talking about Google, you're also talking about the blogosphere and other places that are going to start picking up your content. You're also going to get that indent with the image next to it in the news section of Google. And there's a 20, 25, roughly 15 to 25% increased click-through rate on news releases or on content that have an image next to them. And it's an option you don't have with a standard page that you optimize. Well, this is a good time for us to take a short commercial break. We're talking with Meg Walker about press releases and how they can help affiliate marketers in their daily business. And we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. More Affiliate Marketing Insider when we return. Hi, this is Joel Kamm. I want to take a moment to tell you about a revolutionary new theme for WordPress that's going to change the way you make websites. It's called the Socrates theme, and it is the number one WordPress product on ClickBank. You can see it in action right now at SocratesTheme.com. The Socrates theme has a ton of options for customizing your site, but what really makes it stand out is the ability to monetize your site instantly just by entering your ClickBank or AdSense IDs right inside the theme. That's right, there's no plugins needed. Go check it out now at SocratesTheme.com. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. 
Find out how the Jar Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The Jar Group, online marketing with measurable results. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We now return to Affiliate Marketing Insider, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Insider here on Webmaster Radio. I'm your host, Wade Sisson, and I'm talking with Meg Walker from PR Web about the power of press releases. And before the break, we were talking about things you can do to increase the visibility of your news through such things as using images and optimizing your content. And now that we're back, Meg, I thought we would talk a little bit about the behind the scenes, how this works. When I submit my press release, how does that get indexed? What, what happens after I hit send? Absolutely. Well, I can tell you how it works, uh, both from our internal standpoint, but also how it works in getting visibility. From our internal standpoint, once you hit send, we actually have a group of editors that review each news release to make sure that it's newsworthy, to make sure that um, it's it's valuable content, make sure that we don't have, you know, 45 links in a in a 300 300 uh, word document because of course after all we we want to keep it from being a spam document we're very careful Absolutely. internally because of course we don't want Google to look um, at look at us askance but also to make sure it's valuable um, to our customer as well so they review it once that's reviewed and if there are any questions there's some back and forth with the customer you're more than welcome to contact the, the um, editors at any point to ask about those things then it hits our um, our feeds and the feed is selected when you're writing your news release you can select specific industries that you're talking to so for instance in in the in the um, pet store um, example you could select maybe an e-commerce industry that you want to hit or um, uh, lifestyles a specific segment of lifestyles but you can select which industries you want to distribute it to so your uh, release goes on our feed that goes to Google Yahoo Bing and all the search engines it goes on a feed that goes uh, to about 250,000 RSS feed subscribers. Mm-hmm. So we have all these folks that have subscribed to specific industry segments. So it isn't that they get every release 
they really only get the ones that they're interested in reading. Right. So it also will go out to um, specific opt-in journalists who will get summaries of the industries of their interest. So yes, you're absolutely getting on Google, but you're also getting out to all of these readers. You're getting out to bloggers that repurpose the content on their own site. There are bunches of aggregation, news aggregation sites that leverage um, PR web news releases. So it, it, it sort of, from, from that send point, it goes out to this broad, broad network of different sites. And, and a number of those sites will maintain those links that you've added. So those links continue to go back to your, to your page that you've optimized. So you have that link to your target. Is that not correct? You absolutely can, and and that's one of the one of the questions I get from a lot of the smaller business, you know, local business people that I talk to. Well, I'm only really interested in uh, the Washington D.C. area. Well, you can absolutely you can geotarget by country or by um, MSA, you know, sort of the metropolitan areas, so that you're hitting the folks that you really want to get your news. And. So there are lots of different ways you can target the audience. You can target where the audience is, what they want to hear, and then what kind of reporting do you get after the fact to see how your release did and, and who picked it up, and, and aside from doing Google searches on your own? Right. We, have, we do have an analytics uh, suite at the back end of our news release um, service. So you can see the number of times that a release headline has been seen you will see how many times it has been read someone has interacted with the release so for instance if you have links uh, we can tell you how many times somebody has actually clicked on one of those links and we also embed the the person's website whatever your specific page is that you want to show up that's embedded at, at the bottom of the release at certain levels and so people can literally interact with your website and you'll see that within your own web analytics but also within our system you can see the number of places that it's been distributed to which it's been distributed and um, what keywords have driven people to that to that um, particular release on on our site and once we once we have the release it the data stays up there for about 28 days which is a standard news cycle mm -hmm. but the release itself stays on our system forever so right. once you have that link on our site you keep it on our site and I can say from my own experience that the the reporting on the back end is is great and it's great to be able to see the level of detail and see who's been in there and what they've done we've always been very happy with that great so let's dive right into one of the secrets that you want to share today with people who would try to get into press releases as a way to to increase their business sure um, the first secret is probably not completely a secret <laughs> but it is to keep it short and sweet keep your keep your news release to one topic don't try and don't try and cover every product and every service that you're offering and every new change because unfortunately that will scattershot your keywords within the release and it'll also confuse anybody that's reading it especially anyone from um, the press and right. it, and although 
I think probably affiliates are first thinking of this from a search perspective. Remember, there is a very strong press presence out there too. And you really want to be able to get them because they can really drive a lot of value for, for you and for your company. Absolutely. So short and sweet, you want to answer the who, the what, the why, the when, the where, and the how in 250 to 500 words. That is my first secret. That's a good one. <laughs> and it's nice to have a, a word count because you're right. I mean, I think one of the things that keeps people from doing press releases is they don't think they're writers and they don't think they have enough to say about something. So the fact that you keep it short and sweet actually helps affiliate marketers think that they're able to do this. Yes. And from from my experience in writing, I wouldn't necessarily cast myself as a writer either unless it's, you know, uh, a PPC ad, which is <clears throat> surprisingly short. But uh, what I do is when I'm writing a news release, I'll write it, walk away from it for a couple of hours, and I'll come back to it and read it with a critical eye. And what I'll do is I'll look at that release and say, do I find this interesting? Because sometimes people uh, are very good at writing and and when it comes to a news release, they think they have to be dry and boring, and it doesn't. It really can be very interesting and compelling content. Just keep an eye on, is it is it keeping your interest as you're reading it? And if it's not, eh, you probably want to do a little work on it. Yeah, that's a good tip. Do you get feedback from, I know you have your own team of editors at PR Web. But do you ever survey newspaper editors to find out, you know, the things that kill press releases for them to where they don't want to read further? You know what? I have not done that, nor have I seen any research. I'm sure from our editor's standpoint, though, I know that they keep a good close pulse on what what the journalists find interesting and what they are more likely to pass over. And that does help them with review our customers work sure well i can just tell you i come from a newspaper background and i can remember sitting next to editors who got a lot of press releases in a day and so they were always looking for a reason not to read them because they would get so many and i know one of the first things that would kill a press release for them and i know the rules have changed somewhat is if it was overly promotional they thought wow why don't you buy an ad in the paper instead of sending me this? Because there's no possible way I'm ever going to write it just the way you put it in this release. So I know, at least for them, that used to be one of the real killers. But as you said, the rules have kind of changed. And now those you can be a little bit promotional. It just depends on the way you frame it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a very good point. Promotional is really only appropriate in a quote. Right. Informational. If you think about it, from a from a what kind of information are you trying to get across so they understand it um, that's probably the most important piece and just use that quote to promote I think you're right on that Meg and, and you brought up an interesting point because that's there's so much about doing a press release that is very similar to optimizing for the search engines and I think the the common denominator is you want the content to be valuable you want it to be informational so that because if the user isn't going to find it valuable, the search engine isn't going to either because they don't want to put something out there that nobody's going to want to read. So to me, the rules of optimization are essentially the same. 
as the rules for press releases, which is why affiliate marketers, I think, are going to find themselves much better at this than they may think because they're already doing this kind of writing whether they realize it or not. Exactly. Just put a timestamp on it, and that's that's one of the ways that you can really you know, make sure that there's a time element to it and that sure. can take a standard piece of content and really turn it into a news release. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give away all of the secrets today, of course, <laughs> because you'll be able to hear more from Meg at AFCON 2010 next Monday through Wednesday in Denver. Um, she's going to be speaking on the five truths and five secrets of making press releases work. Meg, I want to thank you for your time today and joining us and talking about this. And for people who want to learn more about this, where do you suggest they go? There are some actually some really great resources on prweb.com. We have a tab that is tools and um, tools and tips, and we have all sorts of um, articles there about writing effective news releases and several pre-recorded webinars and some other resources that people can can leverage. Those are all free to whomever needs to learn about them. Great. Well, Meg, thank you for joining us today and for shedding some light on something that I think will help a lot of affiliates as they look for new ways to expand their business. Thank you, Wade. Thanks. And this has been another edition of Affiliate Marketing Insider here on webmasterradio.fm. You can join us every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and all of our podcasts are also archived on webmasterradio.fm. And for those of you who'd like to hear more from Meg, she will be appearing at AFCON 2010, as I said, next Monday through Thursday in Denver. And for those of you have, who have not yet registered, you may do so at AFCON2010.com. We hope to see you at the show. Thanks, everyone. 